count on cash on me shawty blow my phone that's corny that's a new all right hey welcome to barbershop.talk podcast this is the podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on saturday that's right if you talked about it in the shop on saturday we're going to talk about it on our podcast today hello my name is j-rod and i am your host I am an out-the-way studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown. And I'm joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.com podcast here in out-the-way studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk that's corny that's a no no i'm trying to hustle that white one can you hear me out oh you know something i think i'm gonna go ahead and i think i'm gonna go ahead and introduce our third co-host uh and that is our co-host arthur arthur feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners hello my name is arthur I am also a co-host of Barbershop.talk. All right. That was Arthur. Oh, yeah. My, 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 my. Matter of fact, um, I was going to talk about some uh, things that went on in the barbershop because it was our, what you call our our grand grand reopening. (laughs) (laughs) But in reality, it was just opening of the shop. Uh, But there was some bigger stuff going on. Uh, Yeah. As a matter of fact, J-Rod, as you know, this podcast only pays so much of my salary, and so I have a side job. <laughs> well, that's true. I get and, it. And uh, so I'm a reporter with the Naptown Basketball Network, and I happen to be covering the uh, Michigan-Wisconsin game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was like a, an altercation that occurred it's, at the end of that game. Certainly was. And it involved uh, Juwan Howard. And I was able to get an exclusive interview with Juwan Howard following that game, and he, he gave me the revelations as to what led uh, to that altercation. Wow. Good job, Casey. You actually had an interview with him. I did. Wow. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to listen to this. I, I, was, I am totally surprised. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm going to queue up this, uh, this tape from our interview. This is Casey with the Naptown Basketball Network. And I'm here with Juwan Howard. We just had uh, an altercation that occurred at the end of this game. And I want to get Juwan Howard's viewpoint on what led to this. Uh, first of all, let me introduce uh, Juwan Howard. Uh, hello, Juwan. Hello, KC. Uh, Juwan, uh, would you mind sharing your thoughts as to uh, what led to this uh, altercation at the end of the, at the conclusion of the game? Oh uh, yeah, I'll tell you, KC. You know, it was. Uh... It really was the most offensive and disgusting thing I've ever encountered in my life. And, uh, you know, I just had a knee-jerk reaction to it. What? Uh, Offensive and disgusting? Uh, Man, you're going to have to share that with us. Uh, I might not be able to use this uh, on the Naptown Basketball Network, but I'm going to take this. This is not live. So I'm going to take this, and then uh, if I can't use it on that, uh, I have a podcast that I might use it on. So is that all right? 
Oh, yeah, that's all right with me. I'll share it with anybody. Okay, Juwan, uh, let's have your accounts as to what happened. Well, you know, the game had uh, just concluded. And, and I'll be honest, I wasn't too happy about them calling a timeout with three seconds left. And they were winning by 14 points. But I was going to let that slide. And so we're going, you know, through the handshake line. And, uh, you know, I just told the, the head coach, hey, I wasn't really too happy about that timeout, but that's okay. And then when the assistant coach uh, come by, and he said something that was just the most offensive, degrading thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, he told me that, uh, he said Trump won Wisconsin and Michigan. And man, I just lost it. I had to slap him. What the hell? Wow, that is disgusting. I can't believe he would say something so vulgar. You should have slapped him twice. Man, uh, so I, I see, you know, what uh, precipitated your actions, and uh, and I feel they was justified. Well, you know, KC, you know, I'm a coach, and I got these young men. I want to set an example for them. And, and so anytime somebody says something like that, I want to slap them so that these boys know what to do. <laughs> well, um, okay, all right. Well, um, I, I appreciate you uh, sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, this has been KC with the Natown Basketball Network signing off. Wow. 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 That, wow. Yeah, that's a revelation right there. I agree. Can you go ahead and repeat what he said about what did that assistant coach say to him again? That Donald Trump won Wisconsin and Michigan. <laughs> man can you believe somebody could be so vulgar no i i, I can't i can't in, in fact casey uh i gotta really tell you you know now you know we put that new telephone line here and man it is it is lighting up oh it is wow i we might want to take some of our listeners uh calls just to, to get their response to this well that's true even though this is unplanned yeah. <laughs> so arthur i'm gonna have to ask you to screen the calls uh, because we have limited time, and uh, uh, this wasn't really planned. J-Rod and KC, I have some bad news. Bad news? What? The telephone lines are down? Baby, no, it all is on the line. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Uh-oh, that's that's a problem. That That's a problem. Uh, we but, really don't want Baby Noah on the telephone. True, but you know what? Uh... Our podcast is a big tent. We welcome all opinions. We don't agree with all, but we welcome all. <laughs> all right, Casey, if you say so. All right. Okay. Uh, okay, caller, go ahead. Well, hello there. <laughs> hey, I heard what you said. And uh, I still say that Jawan Howard, that big head uh, coach, he shouldn't hit that man. Because that assistant coach was absolutely right. Trump won Wisconsin and Michigan. Go Trump! That's right. Well, uh, baby, no, I don't, I don't think those are the facts. I, I think, in fact, clearly, Trump lost Wisconsin and Michigan, and that's part of the reason why he's not president today. But uh, uh, you should be careful making those kind of statements. Uh, in public. No, I shouldn't. But let me tell you something. I know you was at the game. And did you hear our battle cry? 
Did you hear the battle cry? I'll play it for you. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> That's our battle call. Now on the other side of the gym, I know you heard this again. Yeehaw! That's our battle cry. That that was you, baby. Uh, baby, know it all. I should have known. Well, yeah, yeah, that was me. And you know something? Somehow I knew you was gonna get involved with all this because you always try to do interviews with all these people and try to put Trump down and try to claim that it was a big lie. It was a big truth. That's what it was. <laughs> well, uh, baby, know it all. I don't put Trump down. Trump puts Trump down. Oh, oh, you did a funny. That was a funny. <laughs> you know, sometimes he is his own big enemy. Sometimes he say things that he shouldn't say. I mean, stuff like, I stole the money. He didn't say that. And so sometimes he said, oh, I know those boxes of classified documents. I put them in my basement. He shouldn't say stuff like that. I, I don't understand. I was trying to tell him. Yeah, well, he, he should listen to you, baby know-it-all. Yeah, yeah, baby know-it-all. <laughs> you know, how much knowledge you have about Trump? You must hang out with him quite a bit. Well, you absolutely right. I hang out with Trump every day in fact you know i used to hang out with his uh uh don jr his son but he does too much coke <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby uh, no. oh, don't let his business out yeah, like that <laughs> yeah uh, you know I, I might persecute him for um you know the political things he does and the illegal things he does but you know i'm not gonna get into his his personal um his personal demons well, why not? Everybody else does. I mean, he let his personal demon out when he was helping his daddy trying to inflate those prices and increase it to get the loan, and then they got in trouble for tax. Oh, he going to jail for that. Now, I don't know if his daddy going to jail, but he's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that may very well be true. And uh, if it do, I'm having a party. <laughs> you know, Simon, if you do have a party, don't do that coke. That coke ain't good for you. But if you have a party, and if you have some Similac, I'm going. I love Similac. You know, I almost love Similac as much as I do Donald Trump. Well, uh, rest assured, there won't be no coke at my party. There won't even be Coca-Cola. And uh, there won't be no Similac either, unfortunately for you, baby. Baby know it all. No Similac? Really? No Similac? No, no, no one else I know drinks it. Well, that's a doggone shame. A party with no Similac. That makes me so sad. That makes me so, so sad. <laughs> don't, don't be sad, baby. No, no. That's just the way it is. Wow. Well, Casey, I don't know what else to tell. Baby Noah, and Baby Noah, why don't you quit calling into our station? <laughs> we got other people like to call in. There you go, J-Rod. There you go. You know, you want to divide everybody. First you try to do Arthur and Alice, and now you try to do me. I don't get it. Look, look, Baby Noah, look, I, I, I do like you. <laughs> you know, I do like you a lot, but I, I just, I'm just going to ask you, 
maybe just cut back on the calling to barbershop.talk. Uh, I, I know you, I know you good friends with KC now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but Hey, we do let you speak on our show. So, you know, we do show you some love, baby. Know it all. Do you love me like you love Similac? About the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, some uh, baby, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, disconnect this call because uh, I do want to recognize our sponsor early uh, because uh, uh, King Cap getting on our case said that we are not giving him enough pub on his own, um, or I should say on his sponsor studio time. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go, baby. Uh, know it, know it all. But I want to talk some more. No, 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 no. You, you can't. We, we got we got some business to take care of. But I want to talk some more. No, we are not talking to you anymore. And I'm going to blow up your house. I don't care. Do what you do. All right, goodbye. Hey, hey Arthur, disconnect this food. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. Hey, let's go ahead and recognize our sponsor. Oh, baby, know it all. You something there. Hey. It's a party out in my head. Taiwan on the beat, I already know. It's a party out in MIA. Uh -huh. I've been working hard, it's time to live today. Hey. It's a party out in MIA. Uh -huh. hey. It's a party out in MIA. Alrighty. Hey, let's recognize our sponsor. We are in Alphaway Studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we are so thank you, thankful that the owner, King Cap, allow us to do our podcast every Tuesday night. Uh, also, they have other organizations under that umbrella. One is a custom-made t-shirt and other apparels. If you like anything custom-made, it could be t-shirts, hats, hoodies, shoes, tennis shoes, you name it, he can do it. Uh, if you need any service, please feel free to email King Cap. And Cap is with a capital K. That's King, K-I-N-G, Cap, K-A-P. 317 at All right, let's recognize our second sponsor. That is 421 Barbershop, located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road. If you want good things to happen to your hair, that is the place to go. A family barbershop. Wow, you know some Casey, I did not know that uh, you interviewed Jawan Howard. Yeah, yeah, that was quite impressive. Yeah, it's one of my side uh, gigs I do with the Nashville Basketball Network. We cover games and you know do interviews with uh, different players and coaches. Wow, you think you get some free tickets? Uh, well, you know, yeah, you get you. Here's how our free tickets work. Okay, we go to the back door. Go to the back door. When they go to throw something out, yep, we flat on in. <laughs> <laughs> we low budget, J. Rod. Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently so. Hey, you know something? I'm going to go with our our next topic. Now, this topic did come into the barbershop. Even though we was having a great time at 421 Barbershop, I tell you. I do have, I love our clients. They're very funny, entertaining, uh, loyal, and very educated. Yes. You know, so I'm telling you, if you ever want to enjoy a family atmosphere, uh, get a fantastic haircut by one of our master barbers, come on in to 421 Barbershop. It is 5870 North Michigan Road. Just come on in. And if, you, if you're just there to join in the conversation, come on and do so. 
If you want great service, that is the place to go to. But you know something, KC? Uh, the thing that, that came up, they were talking about Black History Month, which is February. Right. And it's almost over. Yeah. And I, and I just realized during that conversation that we really didn't sponsor any type of Black history on our podcast. Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of like a disservice. So um, one of the things I do want to uh, talk about is the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember uh, I, his name? Was it... Um, uh, he was uh, a leader of the Black Party, the Black Panther Party here in Indianapolis. Was, was Ajabu. It? Ajabu. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. In he, the 90s. He was really yes, strong. Yes. Very strong. And in fact, he came in the barbershop. Did he? Yes. And that's what really has got the conversation going about the, the Black Panther. Now, I do want to apologize for not making it to the shop for the grand opening, but trying to tow those elephants, my car just <laughs> couldn't get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, and, and the guys on the big stilts, they didn't come either. <laughs> hey, but but let me let me get this started about the Black Panther. If you guys did not know our listeners, uh, I know we have a big diverse age group out there, but the Black Party was actually a uh, political party that was mm-hmm. established in 1966. Yes. Now I'm going to let this uh, a short clip to give you some more background about the Black Panther, and then we have some comments to make after that. Before it was a Marvel movie shattering box office records right and left, Black Panthers were heroes of a different kind, working for the rights and freedom of black people in America and beyond. It was a movement and it scared the hell out of the FBI. The Black Panther Party formed more than 50 years ago to fight for things like justice, access to decent housing, better education, and an end to police brutality. Things we're still fighting for today. The Black Panthers were started in Oakland, California in 1966 by Bobby Seale and Huey Newton. What started on a college campus became a full-on political organization following the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But their philosophy was less Dr. King and more Malcolm X. They didn't believe in violence, but they did believe in self-defense. Believing in survival until revolution, the Panthers created tons of programs to help their communities, like the Free Breakfast for Children program, which started after studies revealed that children who didn't eat in the morning were less attentive in school. You know something? That's one of the things I want to point out about the Black Panther. Um, They had a lot of positive things going on. Oh, very positive organization. They was mischaracterized by the media then because, uh, you know, this was the 60s. And so it didn't matter if you were Democrat or Republican, you you know, white folks was very anti-Black anything. And and so they mischaracterized uh, the Black Panther Party, but they were a very positive organization, did many great things uh, for our uh, community. They laid the groundwork for a lot of things that we do today. Yeah, and in fact, one of one of the responsible party for uh, having a negative image, uh, a negative image of the Black Panther was President Lyndon B. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthur, do you have anything on that? Anything to say about that? Although the Black Panther Party sought to empower and help Black and oppressed communities, President Lyndon B. Johnson vilified the party along with other national leaders. Yeah, in fact, they vitalized that. In, in fact, let me tell you this. Did you know back uh, in the 60s that the Black Panther Party was considered a terrorist organization? Yeah, they hadn't murdered one single person. The Ku Klux Klan had murdered thousands of people. The Ku Klux Klan was not designated a terrorist organization, even to today. It's well, maybe it has changed today, but not then. And the Black Panther Party was considered a terrorist organization. Yeah, in fact, I do believe back then that the uh, FBI said that the Black Panther Party was the number one threat in the United States. To uh, white society. And they really weren't, but that's just how they characterized it. Because 
they were demanding change that would benefit uh, not just black people, but all people. I would happen to agree with that 100%. Uh, in fact, let me see if we can find anything on that. Arthur, do you have anything about uh, that they also were supporting other parties? Uh, I do believe that there may be something in there, but uh, before you get to that, while you're searching that, they also, believe it or not, Black Panther provided sickle cell anemia screening. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, they, there was a lot of uh, initiatives that they did that caught on nationwide later on yeah. uh, uh, that was uh, beneficial uh, to our community, uh, such as the sickle cell anemia screening. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they started the uh, the, the morning breakfast uh program yeah. that uh that the government uh, adopted for its schools that's true before you go on there i want to get some more information on that sickle cell arthur what did you find on that sickle cell anemia is a genetic condition in which there aren't enough healthy red blood cells to carry adequate oxygen throughout your body those who suffer from this rare disease which there is no cure for suffer from anemia pain swelling of hands and feet infections and vision problems and people of African descent are primarily affected by this condition. Although there was a rapid screening test for sickle cell anemia based on a simple finger stick, the test was not widely used due to little funding and public attention. The Black Panther Party set up a national screening program for sickle cell, rectifying the government's failure to act. And that was a very positive thing and a needed yes. thing in the community. But I also heard you say something about a breakfast program. So I am going to try to find if Arthur, if you can find anything about the Black Panthers Party free breakfast for children program. Uh, now, from my understanding, it forced the government to expand its own school food program. What do you know about that? Or can tell you something you can tell us about that? The Black Panther Party offered many socialist programs. One program in particular was the free school breakfast program for children. This program was launched to encourage the survival of black people and children. Although the program was one of the party's most successful programs, it was eventually destroyed. However, the program had already received so much positive publicity that it put pressure on political leaders to feed children before school, and resulted in the government expanding its school food programs. I know some Casey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to admit, I was part of that program. Oh, so was I. That's right. <laughs> I ate a lot of uh, uh, what is that? Tony the Tiger Frosted Flakes. <laughs> I ate it up. I ate it up. But it, it was really a good program because, in reality, uh, there was scientific studies out there is that some of the poor performance of school is because they didn't have breakfast. Correct. And in that program, they was feeding kids breakfast before they school, go to school, and they was doing so much better. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing how uh, that a uh, citizens uh, have to fill the gap that what the government was not doing. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important to talk about what was the original founding purpose of the Black Panther Party. And, you know, then they expanded to several other roles. But their origin, uh, original purpose was to protect the black community from police brutality. Um, you know, back in the day, uh, police would randomly and indiscriminately uh, beat up black people for sport. Oh, you mean like they do today? Yeah, but, but, but much more <laughs> widespread. Oh, I, I get it, but see, like to me, if it was found in 1966, 
yeah. and it's based on that. We still have that issue today. Yeah. So let me see, Arthur. Can you find something that kind of uh, uh, support yeah, that 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 was their original? Right. Because some original officers change. bold, and others just beat up black people. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Arthur. What are you finding on that? Because we, we're saying that the Black Panther Party was founded to protect black people from police brutality. The Black Panther Party for Self-Defense was founded on October 15, 1966, in Oakland, California, to protect black people from police brutality. After observing the mistreatment of black people at the hands of law enforcement officers, the founders formed the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense to build community and ensure the constitutional rights of black people. Wow, you know, that's, that's amazing to me, is that the government said it was a terrorist organization. But that's that's all they were trying to do is protect citizens right. from brutality. Now, and I do want to comment on a couple other things. Now, so uh, their initial action, they were not called the Black Panther Party. Their, mm -hmm. their very first day, they was just protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, Huey, P, Huey P. Newton and Bobby Fields. The police was coming into their community, ready to beat up some people indiscriminately, as they always do. And they were armed and they told the police, no, you're not, you know, get back in your cars and leave because you're not just going to come in here and just beat us up just for the hell of it. And so uh, that led to them discussing ways to protect the community on a, on a broader scale. And that's and so they founded the Black Panther Party. You know, you're right, because one of the things it was known for, it was always uh, carrying weapons, rifles, mm -hmm. because it was legal. Yeah. And, and in fact, the Black Panther uh, actually supported the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. um, so, Arthur, tell us a little bit about that. The Second Amendment provides U.S. citizens the right to bear arms, and the Black Panther Party exercised that right by carrying guns openly in compliance with California law. BPP believed that Black Americans should exercise their constitutional right to defend themselves against an oppressive U.S. government. You know, something they were so effective with that approach. They end up passing the law to try to cut back some of that, uh, um, the, uh, the, the, yeah, the use. rights of being able to uh, bear arms. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. They didn't have any problem with that with that Second Amendment until black folks started carrying guns. No, no question about it. Mm -hmm. no, in fact, if you want to change uh, the gun laws today, just have a whole lot of black folks. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> let's see what happened. But back to the Black Panthers, uh, they were so successful they actually passed a law. So I'm going to hear about, uh, have Arthur tell us a little bit about the law that was passed to uh, uh, to make carrying guns illegal because the Black Panther Party was carrying it for protection. The Mulford Act of 1967 was a bill that repealed the right to open carry in California. President Ronald Reagan signed the law as a response to members of the Black Panther Party marching into the California State Capitol building with rifles and shotguns in tow. To this day, California has some of the strictest gun laws in America. Now, you know something? Let me, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. It says here, because it's some uh, Black Panther Party marched in the Capitol uh, with rifles, shunga, uh, shotguns, and etc. And they passed a law. Mm -hmm. Now, on January 6th, when they attacked the Capitol, mm -hmm. not only did they have guns, I seen them beating police officers with hockey sticks, yeah. baseball bats, 
tear gas, bear spray, everything. Have you heard any law being passed yet? Oh no. Yeah, that's it. I use the term yet. I don't think there's going to be a law. No. But because of this event in California where they showed up with rifles and shotguns, no one was injured. It was a no, peaceful protest. No property was damaged. Right. And they passed a law. Mm-hmm. But we just had something in recent history where uh, there was property damage, there was injuries, there, there was, was casualties, yeah. and no law has been passed. Mm. Imagine that. Imagine that. Now, also, I heard that the Black Panther made the NRA support gun control laws. Oh, yeah. Did you hear what I said? Made the Mm -hmm. NRA. All right, Arthur, tell us about that. With each passing mass shooting, the debate over gun control rages. Although the National Rifle Association, NRA, lead the charge for the rights of citizens to bear arms, They were speaking a different tune in the 1960s when members of the Black Panther Party were exercising that right. The open carry of weapons scared politicians so much that they introduced bills prohibiting the open carry of firearms in California. The NRA was supportive of those regulations. Imagine that. So I tell you what, you know, based on that, we can talk about this for a very long time, but I'm just going to go ahead and. And in this, I, I do apologize to our listeners because I know you want to hear more, and we would do so later. But Casey, go ahead and close us out of here. Right. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast, Barbershop.talk. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go, go Mom. mom.